what up though i am your host chill b and this is the chill bravado podcast we have a series called laker 82 16 where we cover the grind of an 82 game season as well as the wishes of having 16 wins to get the chip in the end but we are in full-fledged off-season mode summer league time is here and right before we hit that dead spot that is the nba off-season it still be on and going and on and popping because the dominoes have yet to fall from the outrage of the kevin durant um you know shenanigans so we are here kind of sitting and waiting on that but there has been some signings going on and as this is a Laker podcast, we're definitely going to talk about and look into the people who have signed with us so far, as well as we'll talk about how these new pieces that are brought in will fit in around our superstar and the stars of the team. And maybe even if one star comes in, how will it fit around him? And we'll also talk about, you know, with the Kyrie thing and the Kyrie and plan B, we'll talk about how if Kyrie is somehow not shipped to LA, what are the plan B's that we've heard of and how that could be, you know, possibly affecting the lineup as well. But we're just so early in the stages right now. And it seems like we should be in no rush of this Kyrie news breaking. So all we can do is talk about what is in front of us. I mean, that's all you can do right now. I know as fans, we want this to happen quickly and go over fast and easy, but never ever is it going to be that easy when you're dealing with the magnitude of star power that is being displayed here. And as a Laker fan, and just as the Laker fan base, Laker nation, Lakers in the organization, nothing, nothing comes easy. But we know that when it happens, we'll all be able to breathe easy for just a few seconds before the next tidal wave starts. Cause you gotta love to be a Laker fan. Cause are you not entertained? Whether it's painful as last season, or whether it's going to be as uplifting as 2020 was when we didn't get Kawhi. So without further ado, let's get into the guys that we have signed so far. And of course, these are all vet mid guys, except for one guy who got the tax payer mid level exception. So we'll start with um, a fan favorite of who, you know, Laker fans who followed um, those who covered the Lakers. Damon Jones played for us um, a couple of seasons ago on a couple of 10 day contracts, but then we were hoping and willing to get him last year. But when Sacramento was was being a pest and did not release him and kept him on the roster just to sit at the end of the bench and play minimal minutes and just a handful of, you know, games, we had got stuck with DeAndre Jordan. So that's kind of how that unfolded. Damon Jones will be a guy that we were hoping to have last year. And when the Damon Jones train left, we ended up with DeAndre Jordan. So people ask, why do we get so old? Well, that kind of happened on accident. If the sources are correct. So we get Damon Jones, a 6'11 um, center. He's going to be a guy who, of course, can play next to AD. Okay. He's a guy who, who's played with LeBron. And he, he gives us what we like to call a rim runner, a rim protector. He's only 27 years of age. So he still has spring, you know, springs in those legs and has the ability to show that energy that we lacked last year. Just from having older guys. So Damon Jones is going to give us that youthful explosion. Also, he gives us the lob threat. You know how we talk about floor spacing all year long, all year long last year, and how we just didn't have it. Well, one thing we lost when we lost JaVale, and even with Dwight, who lost a step, as it kind of looked like last year, just his ability to get, you know, going downhill off the pick and roll. And having that space above the rim. So, you know, we have floor spacing as far as, you know, 
where we want our shooters at and the spacing that, that, that kind of gets people in lane to get to the basket. Well, one thing that we love with JaVale and, and, and Damon Jones' short time was the ability to have that space above the rim. Have a guy who attacks the basket and you have to respect him rolling to the best because the ball will go up and he will dunk it over and over and over. And you just got to love that part that you have when dealing with Damon Jones. So, yeah, it just comes to that point that we are going to be moving forward with our big man with a younger setup. Next, we have Lonnie Walker the fourth, who is our taxpayer mid-level. He's six foot four. He's kind of the red flag. He's kind of the guy everybody's looking at and saying, why did we sign this guy to the taxpayer? This is like the one big contract you have that is going to, you know, I can get a guy. Like, you know, like Brown from the Nets was a guy people really looked at. One of the Martin twins, you know, um, there's several different players. We offered it to Malik Monk as a, at the, we as the Lakers and the Laker fan base, the Laker organization offered this to Malik Monk, but Malik Monk chose wisely to go to the money. He took more money to play for Sacramento because we just simply didn't have the amount of money that he could finally make. So it's understandable. Like he went and got his, he got his payday. It's just he's supposed to do that. So he left understandable Lonnie Walker who's a, a athletic guy um he, he has shot better from the three-point line than he did last season so a lot of people are saying why are we getting a non-shooting guy and you know we're getting a guy who's who quotes not a great defender and of course the Spurs are gonna say that now the fan base is gonna say that now that he's gone um so he's he's really a red flag when I first seen it but as I seen the other chips fall off the board he only got a one-year deal so um, we're not really burning any money that's going into next year. So we really have like like a clean book as far as as of right now for next year if we want it. So Lonnie Walker the fourth, I'm looking at his game and I just want to see him play next to an athlete like AD and LeBron and, and just see what, what he can do with his, with his you know athleticism and his ability to to make some spectacular players who, who can play as a slasher. And if the three ball in, is, is hitting, he can be a steal as well. You know, kind of how we thought Kendrick Nunn was. Kendrick Nunn last year, when we got him, we were like, oh my God, this guy's coming in for that amount of money. Although it didn't turn out that way because he never got to play. So that's where we are right now. We're kind of just sitting back waiting, wondering like, okay, She'll be excited about this. Some people already kind of be like, yeah, I don't like it. Then you see some people who are being more optimistic and saying, hey, this guy could be the next Malik Monk. Come in, you know, restore his value on the market. And then next year, the sky's the limit for him. So I'm looking at it as I was just wait and see how the rest of the roster works out. So I don't really know how to feel about Lonnie Walker. And I understand people's concerns with him. But as we move on, we got another a wing guy, Troy Brown Jr., six foot six with a 6'11 wingspan. 23 years of age are you if you noticing the trend we are getting younger rob Palinke even said it when he was talking during the summer league game um just getting younger getting more athletic getting some defensive minded guys so when you think Lonnie walker you don't think defense but he's definitely said the right things when he's supposed to but troy brown jr who at his size he even spoke about doing his presser um that he likes guarding you know, smaller guards. He likes, you know, using that size and that length to get up and um be aggressive on the small wings. So that guy has value playing next to LeBron. If we're not going to have a traditional point guard, and if Russell Westbrook is still on this lineup, who doesn't really 
guard little guards, speed guards very well, a person like Troy Brown Jr. Can, can guard down and allow Russ to go against more of the power wings or just someone bigger that he can, you know, match up with just on a physical standpoint, not necessarily win those matches, but physically he'll be more comfortable and more able to handle than going against the quick wings, the off-ball, you know, scoring wing slashes. And he can just stick to like off ball shooters and, and, and that that thing since he's saying he's committed to what Darvin Ham is at. So we'll just wait and see how we feel about that. But we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the rest of these guys. We got another big man in the lineup. Um, we also got another wing player who just coming with the championship aspirations, and we're gonna see how he feel about that. But also, it's a group of guys that's already here who's probably thinking that, hmm, new competition. And I like it. All right, the last two of the signings here in the offseason so far that we have is JTA, Juan Toscano Anderson, who comes from the Golden State Warriors. I know a lot of people look to him like he's a guy who's sitting on the end of a bench of a championship team, and they're kind of laughing at him like, this is this is what you get? A six foot six, 29-year-old, um, second, third-year player in the league? Well, just, just seeing and hearing him talk and watching his game, he's not... Uh, average 29 year old he's probably playing like he's 25 26 as far as just having bounced because he has fresh legs he hasn't played a lot of nba basketball but being around the golden state warriors you know he has been you know groomed in the right way you know he has a team aspect to it because the year that they were down and everyone was hurt he did get quite a bit of playing time and i know some people and friend peers of mine who have criticized his game and wonder why he's out there and why he did you know why didn't they play the young guys instead of him? But it's just a certain respect he probably got on, in front of the organization. And even when he left and signed with um, the Lakers, um, Steph Curry went out his way to make sure he posted about it and, and showed his appreciation for him getting the opportunity to still play in this league. So a guy like Steph doesn't have to do that, you know? So we, we, we see that there's respect there and just listen to Draymond talk about him and and JTA's he's going to be a fan favorite here, I think, if he comes out and he just plays that ball the way he is, is physically capable to do it. Like I said earlier, six foot six um, wing, he can play up, so we can definitely see him having responsibility if he if he um, hits in the rotation that he'll be able to play defensively against those bigger guys and on the wing and the perimeter who can keep LeBron off of those guys. We can keep AD kind of playing a roamer because he's going to be guarding those guys and just um energy level alone and just hopefully he's going to be able to bring something to this organization and darwin and darwin ham is feeling real good about the guys he got 29 years old still in his 20s fresh legs and then we move on to thomas bryant a six foot ten 250 pound 24 year old big now we have our big who has um floor space and ability with shooting kind of what we wanted with mark gasol but this right here is probably a better fit for us because a he's younger and yes, he's coming off injuries, but let's just say he does come back healthy as he say he is. And we get a guy who's ready to prove that he is also on a prove it type deal. Bet minimum guy who had opportunities to go to Boston or Toronto, I believe it was. Maybe one more place. And he just chose to come to the Lakers because now they, not only is he on the roster, but he has a chance to start. How do we feel about him starting next to AD? I like it because if he's able to come in and space the floor a little bit and 
really defensively what we really want to see is he going to be able to move his feet on the perimeter or is that going to be able to not even be an issue because if he's going to be playing the big man minutes early going and just spacing the floor and, and and other teams are not just going to be coming out you know matchup hunting that early in the game or or much in the regular season it's going to be down the stretch when you start seeing those type of you know big matchup hunts and taking advantage of those things and in the playoffs so will we will he be able to move his feet good enough to stay on the court um will he be able to hit the shot to where even if he is not the best um defender we have um at the five spot it can make up for by him averaging um a high percentage from his looks and shots from the field so it's a lot of things there versatility wise it's going to be a good thing for us because damon jones who i'm assuming if Bryant has the ability to compete in a starting role. That means Damon Jones is also going to be up and motivated for that same role. So I feel like either way we go, it just kind of it just kind of depends on what the roster looks like at the end of the day. But both of these guys can play next to AD. Both of these guys can play with LeBron. I think pick and roll opportunities are there. Damon Jones, who I've heard shot a decent percentage from you know spacing the floor, but doesn't have to do it as much. Bryant, who, who seems to be more the guy who we're thinking is going to be capable of spacing the floor and shooting. So now we have the best of both worlds. Two young bigs, one who's more defensively minded and rim protecting wise, Thomas Brown, who who just has a size enough who we think that he'll probably be able to handle a little bit, you know, of the bang for your buck type of action down there. But will just be more of a liability when it step, you know, comes time to step out and guard guys away from the basket on the perimeter. But we're gonna get to see it because there would be the first time they got to play against an athlete like AD. Damon Jones already has showed he had success with it. And once again, it's just two bigs that we're really looking forward to having because we don't we don't have to, you know, hate every single signer. We don't have to hate and say we don't have a superstar or a star coming in, but we can appreciate that the fit that we really want to have, the fit that we're looking for is possible here. When we have Damon Jones at 6'11", Thomas Bryant at 6'10", gives us versatility at the center spot. Lenny Walker at 6'4", who we're really questionable about, but people, some people like the signing because they see the ability and potential to have with a guy who's very explosive and athletic. And, and if he comes to play with that type of energy that we hope he has and hope he says he you know, lives up to what he said he was going to do, then that would be a plus plus to see how this roster lines up. JTA, Troy Brown Jr., two, you know, guys with size. And now just thinking about that, the new competition for, you know, the current Young Bucks. Wynion Gabriel was 25. Stanley Johnson was 26. Austin Reese was 24. Okay. Who's going to have the most positional battling going on here. I think bringing in these group of guys with those current guys who we who we had, you know, very minimal hope for last year. And when the season was looking bad, we turned to those young guys and we rooted for William Gabriel. We love Austin Reeves. We appreciated Stanley Johnson from time to time. And all these guys are not perfect players. Um, they have flaws in their games. We know Austin Reeves was going to be smart. He's going to play hard, but you know he can he can get big. You know, he can get kind of overpowered by bigger wings. So that's something that's going to kind of come up in it. Stanley Johnson, who's able to play physical, um, he had a little foul trouble for me last year. Like, at times, I just feel like, bro, stop fouling. And, you know, his shot. Can he consistently shoot? They say he's in the gym working. So can he come back and fend off some of these guys because he was able to hit down an open jumper, open three-pointer from the corner, whatever. Is he able to do that? And Winion Gabriel, who 
but we at times he was able to play small ball five but he was able to play next to ad and lebron and give us some spacing as well as give us you know just a, a taste of youth and athleticism it's competition now troy brown jr jta thomas bryant damon jones lenny walker the four um and so when you gave stanley johnson austin reeves what are you going to do when these guys come in and they're saying hey we got signed here to come in and make you guys better but also we come here to fight and get minutes from you guys so i think we have a young nucleus of young players and people are saying what about our veterans we, we don't have a veteran guy to be in leadership you know like we don't have the jared Dudley. i know everything that happened in that championship year we can't completely duplicate it i don't think we're going to get our veteran guy right now because we have to keep that spot open because we have something to deal with because Kyrie is it still in play would you want Kyrie and seth curry or Kyrie and joe harris joe harris if he's healthy and he can come and bring us that man that's a sniper that's a guy who you can depend on he actually has more size than i thought he did so i'm all for that but i would rather have seth curry because i just watched him play more recently it's like what have you done for me lately so seth curry to me is like get him and, and and please don't give up both of your first round picks blasey blasey because Kyrie coming in slotting in it, that means russ is gone and that means now we have a guy who's able to space the floor as well and give us another dynamic when we're facing off against teams and they have to respect the gangster pretty much of of the shooting ability and the floor spacing and what have you so i'm all for it but if russ is still here does that mean Thomas Bryant pretty much is a lot to start? Like we have to have that guy who's able to space it out a little bit. Do you still go Damon Jones? Um, so if he's here, does that mean do are we still making moves? Cause we have plan B's? Like you're hearing Eric Gordon talk and Buddy Hill talk. So do we still move THT and Kendrick now? Or is THT Kendrick and Russ all moving? Because if you can have Eric Gordon or Buddy Hill and you can get Kyrie and and seth or joe harris that's your shooting coming in because rob polinka said it like we, we brought these guys in you know youth athleticism all ham coach ham can use and we're not done yet so that lets me know right there he has plan a and b and god forbid we haven't had a plan c so it's really going to come down to simply what is the roster look like when we're fully developed and fully put together we have no clue KD's trade is holding everything up. Kyrie's trade is seeming to like it's it's just waiting to happen because the Lakers are seem like the best destination, the only destination. But Laker fan base, don't get in a hurry, don't rush because trust me, it's it's going to happen. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And if we find out the Lakers messed this up by trying to you know dibble and dabble too much, and they just say forget it, we're not working with you anymore, no then we'll get mad. But right now it's very quiet. Both teams have leverage, but both teams have, you know, reasons for getting this done. So really, if Russ is still here, there is a path where we can get shooters as well as it's going to be, I'm just, conf just confusing, curious how that starting lineup will look and what closing lineup will happen and how much will Russ actually play, um, you know, by himself with the second unit, not necessarily him coming off the bench, because I'm just not a fan of him coming off the bench, but how much he will play with the second unit and and less with ad and lebron you know you know it's like it seems like it's gonna be a balancing match if he's there but if we get Kyrie and seth or Kyrie and harris 
then we'll, we know Russ is going, you know, going bye bye. Okay. And now it's going to give us more, this just more we can add to, you know, our curiosity to what we can work out, you know, package wise. Like, who are we going to get back now if we, if we're going to move on from this guy and bring in so and so? So it's just really a chess match right now. So all we can do is sit back and wait. Um, it's fun for me to sit back and wait. It's frustrating for me to sit back and wait. But sometimes patience, you know, you got to have it. All right. And in sports, if you're really a fan of the Lakers, you're going to be here either way. So just sit back, relax, and don't relax. Don't relax all the way because you got to have some. If you got a pulse, you're going to have to. You're going to have to struggle with this a little bit just because you want to go to work. You want to go to church. You want to go out, to, you know, to the cookouts and barbershop. You want to hold your chest up, you know, puffed out a little bit. You want to hold your head up high. And you're tired of people giving you, you know, you know, you're the butt of the joke as a Laker fan. So we're here for you at the Laker 82-16 series from the Chill Bravado Podcast. I am your boy, Chill B. So just, you know, just, just stay with me, man. I get excited, you know. You should too. Wow. Hey, I'm your host, Chill B. Okay, man. I wanted to leave that in because, man, I was so excited how to get pumped up talking about it, and I almost messed my own name up. I am Chill B. Yeah, no, I am Chill B, and this is Chill Bottle Podcast. Laker eighty two sixteen players mess up too. We'll have.